Hello, Midtowners, Kitchenerites, Waterluvians, and people of planet Earth. This is Jordan Fricker, and you're tuned into Local Music Live, the home of KW Music. I've combed my hair, donned the finest of silks, worn the most robust of colognes, all to make a great first impression here on the radio. Tonight, we've got an absolutely jam-packed show with new music from Waterloo Region's hottest independent artists, including the new people, Mojo Cola, Maddie Holden, and more. And if that's not enough for you, then you're saying, sure, but are they going to have an in-depth conversation with one of KW's own rising young talents? Shh. Lower your blood pressure. The answers are resounding yes. Tonight I'm joined by multi-instrumentalist, producer, and singer Amanda Braum. We'll be discussing her debut album, Ladybug Basement. And she'll be taking a spin through the dreaded Midtown Radio local lightning round. But first, let's get to the music. We've got some brand new songs in the Midtown Radio rotation. Here's a great one by the new people. It's How I Live. I've been climbing mountains I've been walking along these shores I've been circling islands I've been searching, searching What am I searching for? How is my will? Where is the time? These are the questions I'm asking myself Why? How is my will? Why do I cry? These are the questions I'm asking, I'm asking. I'm fighting through the storm. I'm looking for lightning in the night. I'm holding my breath. Yesterday I wanted you Now I'm right in front of you All right After I had learned the truth Don't want any part of you tonight Some nights I think about it Some nights Oh yeah But these nights I couldn't be bothered
just heard Mojo Cola with These Nights, and before that was The New People. My name is Jordan Fricker, and you're listening to Local Music Live on Midtown Radio, KW's hyper-local radio station. Now, one of the goals for Local Music Live is to be a place where widely region artists can come to chat about their music. So today, I'm pleased to welcome one of KW's own rising talents. Amanda Brom is joining me in studio. Welcome to Local Music Live, Amanda. How's your October been? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, I did. I had such a good Thanksgiving. Thank you for asking. I went to um, I went to the Pinery Provincial Park, actually. Very fun. And I got to feed chickadees out of the palm of my hand. Adorable. Which I literally, I felt like a Disney princess, like a Snow White moment for me. It was so much fun. No, that sounds, that sounds like yes. a great time. So I got to ask, are you a morning person? I'm just wondering because the Instagram, that Instagram message that came in at 6.15 this morning, or is that just the life of a student? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it is in part, it's the life of a student because I have 8.30 a.m. classes like four of the five days a week. And then on Friday, it's a 9.30 class, which for me is like, oh, I get to sleep in. Right. But then I am kind of naturally a morning person as well. I think I get it from my mom because she is, she's definitely like awake at like 5 30 just naturally no matter when she goes to bed so yeah i'm kind of I'm, I'm like a kind of a done by 10 p.m sort of person i get that i get that so which school are you going to i right now am at uh, wilfrid laurier university go hawks yeah. are you in first year i am in first year very good so um what uh i'm assuming you're taking the music program Yep. Yes, yes. Uh, yep. So what, what do you what do you want to get out of the music program? Like what aspects Ooh. are you focusing on? Yeah, so I'm in the uh, the community music program right now. So I'm doing, in theory, the idea is to do a couple years of that. And then at the end of my second year, I apply for the Bachelor of Music Therapy program so that I can go in and study some of that because, yeah, that's something that I'm Oh, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. In. Yeah. All right. So 
I gotta say, I've listened to Ladybug Basement quite a few times, and I really enjoyed it. It's a beautiful 40 minutes. Really lowers the blood pressure, you know? Thank you. Now, so you're a lone wolf on this project, right? Like, you're writing, playing all the instruments, singing, producing, the whole nine yards, if you will. What, uh, what sparked the venture to idea into this musical world alone? Oh, all okay. Well, in part, it's just because, I mean, the lack of access to other people would probably be a great start to it. No, but like really, uh, it's because, well, I did like a lot of this project when I was in my grade 12 uh, popular music class. And this was kind of all during like the COVID lockdown sort of thing. So there was really not a lot of opportunity to be like in a collaborative space with a lot of other musicians. And so as a result, I'm just kind of like, okay, like what resources do I have? I've got a basement, I've got an interface, I've got like a MIDI keyboard, some good guitars let's see what i can do with just what i have so yeah no that's that's awesome that's awesome so i noticed you uh i noticed you released a few singles before the album so like what set into motion the i'm gonna make an album intention yeah so the i'm gonna make an album intention that was that definitely came from just the fact that i write so many songs it's like it's my source of like i kind of suck at just communicating my emotions as like a you know on a normal talking basis which means that i'm a great source to be on the radio you know what i mean but like um so when i write like a bunch of songs and they all kind of have like similar themes and stuff i thought that being able to kind of group them all together into one like concept it's very very appealing to me i think it's very interesting so for the, uh, for the uninitiated, how would you describe the sounds on the album? Oh, okay. So I think it's, it's pretty, pretty chill. I think for the most part, uh, it's kind of, there's a lot of like atmospheric sort of like dreamy stuff going on. Lots of, you know, nice, like acoustic guitar moments. we got electric guitar moments, a ton of like harmonies and layering all those vocals. Cause I absolutely love just stacking harmonies on top of harmonies. I love your harmonies to be honest. Like Thank it's, you. it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So, um, before coming on, I asked you to pick a couple songs that embody the album for you. Can you uh, can you tell our listeners which songs you chose and why? Yeah, totally. So the first one uh, that I thought of was the song "Why Do the Good Ones Go." That's the uh, I believe it's the second last song off the album. And so that one I chose because there's just so much backstory that goes into how. I like ended up creating that. Like, okay, I'll get into. It. Okay, so I I started off with the uh, the musician in residency program at the uh, the KPL, and that was where I learned how to do a ton of stuff with like music production and all that sort of stuff. And so I like made that song there, and then I like totally redid it like a year or so later, and then that was on the album, and that was like a huge piece of me like in my like musicianship background, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And then for the other song that I chose, um, it was the song while it's remember the title. Okay. Suburban melody. That's what it was. All right. And so that one, it's all about just for me, it's like, it's the sound of that, of that album. And it's also just the way, like it's, it's the content of the lyrics and it's all about just like the area that I grew up in and like those kind of external influences and how they influence like my my songwriting and just who I am. So yeah. Oh, very cool. All right, we are gonna hear Suburban Melody and Why Do the Good Ones Go by Amanda Brom. Bye. 
Welcome back to Local Music Live on Midtown Radio. You just heard the song Suburban Melody and Why Do the Good Ones Go by my guest Amanda Brom. Can I just tell you about a funny synchronicity that happened to me while listening to Suburban Melody? So I'm walking downtown to play chess on Duke Street, as one normally does, and I'm passing by what used to be that huge parking lot between King and Duke where, which was news to me, is now a, I don't know, 25-story condo right as you were, while explaining what I was looking at, I just thought it was funny. Amanda, thanks so much for joining me here on the program. Now, you actually won the Dorothy Schumacher Award for Why Do the Good Ones Go? And I'm just curious, when did this happen during the album making process? Yeah, so this happened, this was a bit after the album making pro- the because al- I released the album in January. And then it was around that time in the winter as well that I actually received the like, congratulations, you won like a songwriter award for the Dorothy Shoemaker thing. And um, I was like, I was kind of in the midst of just like finalizing all of the, all the tracks when I got, um, I got like some advice from my, my one music teacher saying like, Hey, I like your stuff's pretty good. Maybe like consider, you know, applying for this. And so I was like, okay, well let's, let's choose, you know, a song that I think is, is pretty interesting, you know, like production wise and songwriting wise. And that was why do the good ones go for me? And so I just like submitted that kind of on a whim, forgot about it for a while. And then, yeah, when I got the, uh, the email being like, congratulations, I was like, oh my God. (laughs) So that was pretty cool. No, very nice. So just out of curiosity, how, how did it feel to win the award? Um, it was, it it was, it was interesting. I mean, I, I was definitely surprised because it, you know, it seems very, it's a, it's quite a surreal moment, but it also felt very like, I I was very appreciative, not only of like my music teacher that, um, you know, like recommended that I apply, but also just of, um, my, like the surrounding musicians that are in my, uh, in my high school community as well, because one of the other award recipients, actually, she's one of my close friends and she also received like, cause they have like different branches of the award or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so both of us actually won one of the like different, like kind of branches. And that was like, that was really fun. We got to kind of celebrate together. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> yeah. All right. I just got to say, um, not sure, but like that tremolo vocal part in Why Do the Good Ones Go, where it kind of, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, kind of, it's kind of like midway through, so like where the drums come in. Yeah. Hooked me instantly. And I was kind of wondering, why are you so conservative with your drums? Ooh, okay. So, do you want the honest answer? I want the honest the, answer. Okay, the honest answer is that, especially at this point, where I, because I'm like constantly learning production stuff, right? I'm like a self-taught all that sort of stuff. So with a lot of Ladybug Basement, honestly, I didn't have access to like a drum kit. I had, you know, like a MIDI keyboard, right? And I had like my own brain as far as like what I can do with drums. And so I I was my own drummer and I am absolutely not a drummer. So realistically, <laughs> there's not a lot of drums because I'm not very good at drums. You know what I mean? But then when there is drums, I feel like it adds to like, it makes them like even more powerful than if there were if they were there all the time. I totally agree. Like the the drums just like pop. I, I, I find like the lack of drums kind of like adds to like the dreamlike mm-hmm, yeah. quality of your music. Yes. But um, let's just uh, let's just talk about a little bit about how you got your start as a musician. So um, 
How did the musical virus get into your system in the first place? Like, what was your siren song, if you will? Ah, nice, nice reference there to the album. Very good, very good. Okay, so the, hmm, okay, I'm going to blame my my neighbor and one of my very best friends. Um, her name is Vicky, and she got into Taylor Swift. And as one does, immediately she's like, okay, I'm going to learn how to play the guitar. And me being, you know, like an eight-year-old, I'm just like, me too, right? And so I go and I'm like, I'm going to learn how to play the guitar and my dad had played guitar before and so he had one like downstairs and I have an uncle his name's Adrian Jones and he's a music teacher and so I got to go and I took guitar lessons from him and my dad you know taught me a little bit like taught me songs here and there he taught me like keep on rocking in the free world by like Neil Young and all that sort of stuff. Rock on. Right. And so that was kind of, it's like a little bit in the genes, I guess, in the genetics, considering all the like family members that, that seem to like, seem to like music, but it's also just like me being a child and wanting to, you know, have fun with my friends. No, that's amazing. So, so you, you started playing guitar around, around eight. Is that what you're it was, uh, probably around? Like, mm, I was probably like nine, I think. Yeah. Nine, nine, yeah, nine. Yeah. 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 And uh, when, when, like, when did you kind of start picking up the other instruments? Like the Ooh, yeah, okay. So in elementary school, you kind of have the choice between learning the ukulele or the recorder. <laughs> and so you know, recorder isn't exactly everybody's you know top choice, I would say. And so I was like, well, if I know guitar, ukulele is going to be easy peasy, right? And so picked up ukulele there and just kind of. If you know guitar, you can figure out ukulele pretty well, right? And then uh, as far as other instruments go. Piano, it's just like, I still am not very good at it, but I'm taking lessons now, actually, now that I'm in university. Um, and then with, I played, I don't know, I played alto sax when I was in middle school. Didn't keep up with that, unfortunately, but I would I would love to get back into that. And then um, another instrument I would like to mention is is one called the the mandolin. And okay, this one this one's a little a little funky, I guess, as to why I play this. So I found one at a thrift store, which was awesome. It was like twenty bucks, right? And so um, my name my name is Amanda, right? Middle name, yeah. It's Lynn, so I'm, I'm named after, unintentionally named after a musical instrument. So how can you not learn how to play an instrument that you're, like, unintentionally named after? Again, thanks, Mom, for that. But, yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. So when did music become something that you were deciding that you were really going to dedicate yourself to? Yeah. Okay. So that one, hmm, it's probably probably around like middle school I would say was when I kind of figured out like this is what this is what I want to do because I was doing that was when I really started getting into you know going up and performing solo and like writing songs and actually playing them for other people and at that point um it, w it was kind of just like this this realization that as I'm going in, you know, guidance counselors are telling you like, okay, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what high school do you want to go to? And because I was getting like decent grades, they're like, you want to go into the IB program at Cameron Heights and you want to go and pursue the STEM fields and you want to like do all that fun stuff and make a ton of money. And I'm just like, but do I really though? Because I'm kind of like music makes me feel so fulfilled and I feel like I would be absolutely miserable if I was a chemist in a lab or if I was a plumber, even though those jobs are great, but I just, I don't think they're for me. <laughs> All right. So, um, I was kind of like, you know, checking out Facebook and things. I saw your name come up a lot. It looked like you had a busy few, uh, few months with performing. Do you like performing? 
I do like performing. It is very fun, very exhilarating. I kind of get in this like headspace when I'm performing where like the entire rest of the world just disappears. I have like no other responsibilities and I am just like here in the moment and I get to like go and like connect with the audience and just like play all of the stuff that I that I write that's like it can be so personal and so like emotional and just being able to like share that freely with a bunch of people is it's amazing. All right. So before you came in today, I also asked you to uh, choose another, choose a song by a local artist that you found particularly inspiring. Um, I'll let you introduce that track to the listeners. What song are we going to hear and why did you choose it? Okay, so the track we are going to be talking about is by Paige Warner. And she is actually, she's one of the... uh, the music, uh, she works for uh, for Adrian Jones Music School, actually, and she and I, like, we've shared our music together and that sort of stuff, and she just makes such incredible stuff. Her vocals are absolutely amazing, and she just put out a single, and it's called Right Thing, and it's just got, like, I just absolutely adore it, so, yeah, totally recommend. All right, here's Paige Warner with Right Thing. Oh, I'm 
Welcome back. You just heard Maddie Holden with When You Came Around. And before that was Right Thing by, well, almost local artist Paige Warner. But I'm of the belief here that it's Southwestern Ontario versus Toronto. So, Owen Sound, if you're listening, the Waterloo region is always open to expanding our boundaries. My name is Jordan Fricker. Unfortunate name, I know, but hey, it's built character. And you're tuned into Local Music Live, the home of KW Music on MidtownRadio.ca. As mentioned, I'm sitting across the table from Amanda Brom, our guest for this week's program. We've been talking about her album, Ladybug Basement. So where the name come from? Okay, I was kind of expecting this question because it's a bit of a weird name, right? A little okay, bit. It's a little bit of a weird name, but it's like a, it's a fun name. It's so, cute, it's fitting. It's, yeah, right? I feel like it fits the vibes. But like, okay, so it definitely, so basement, kind of more self-explanatory in that the entire album was made in my basement, right? Which is like pretty awesome, I would say. Anyway, as, as far as like indie musicians go, basement is kind of like the stereotype, but like go for it, right? And so Ladybug, that's when it's a little bit more, a little bit more fun. Actually on the, on the backpack that I brought into the studio today, there's actually a little crocheted charm of a ladybug on it. So that's, that's kind of fun. Um, but it's because, so I am like totally afraid of bugs, like to an absolutely irrational phobia extent where I can't, I went to the butterfly conservatory when I was a child and I was like sobbing and crying the entire time because I just couldn't like, don't land on me, stay away. But ladybugs, they are the exception to the rule in that I will actively go and like pick them up, let them crawl all over me. It's like a a good fun time. But then it's also ladybug is kind of a, it's kind of a double thing in that a lot of the like inspirations and like the muses for the album. They came from a lot of the women in my life actually. Um, so whether that be just like my sisters and my friends and just like all that sort of stuff. And so I wanted to make reference to, to them as like a major source of inspiration for me. And that's kind of how I did it with, with the album title. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm just kind of curious, what's your writing process like? Are you a music first person, lyrics l- lyrics first, or the opposite, or are you a savant and just have the whole piece materialized in your head? Ooh, yeah. So this is definitely dependent on the piece, I would say. So I come from a background of, I do, I like, I did a ton of like creative writing when I was in like elementary school and middle school. And I did like, I still do with like a ton of poetry and stuff. And so a lot of times I do actually go lyrics first, which is kind of controversial. I feel like a lot of people are like melody or bust first. Right. But then no, I, I do, t- I do tend to like my lyrics and then just work the song around what the actual like what the lyrics are saying so I can you know make all like the musical elements reflect what I'm trying to say but then sometimes if I'm trying to go for something that's more like something that I want to be more like poppier sounding or more upbeat I will tend to go with like finding a cool chord progression and then messing around with like random like blabbing syllables until I find something that sounds nice melodically uh but then with other songs like with why do the good ones go actually I just straight up went for it and I just like went I opened up my DAW and I like just sang what was coming into my brain and I stacked a bunch of stuff on top of other stuff and just saw what happened and that was the uh, that was the conclusion no that's amazing so uh, uh, actually, actually my next question was just kind of like do you do you find you can kind of like improvise from recording like do you kind of like jam with yourself you get new ideas by the layering and like stacking of tracks and everything absolutely yes especially because i'm in the, doing a bunch of like the album just completely by myself you kind of do have to learn to like improv with yourself a little bit and so it does kind of help because i have a you know i have a lack of of formal you know training going on but i have like a pretty decent ear which is you know 
thanks right um but then so like a lot of my harmonies and stuff like I don't I don't understand why they sound good I just know that they sound good because I'm improvising and making it work and a lot of like the riffs and stuff that I'm adding in I'm just kind of I'm doing it on the fly right and so yeah no amazing amazing so do you think recording this album changed you as an artist any existential revelations about yourself oh god existential revelations that's pretty every day right no okay <laughs> I'm like I'm a very existential person it's not good um but I mean it definitely changed me as as an artist it to be able to kind of like create like a body of work that is just so like intrinsically myself and then to be able to like share that with a bunch of people and with a very wide audience it's very much like it's stepping out of your comfort zone. And for me, that was like, that was a very big thing was just actually going and because like songwriting is such like a personal, like therapeutic thing for me, being able to go and share that with a bunch of people and actually develop like a community based off of me, like kind of giving myself and being sincere. That was, that was super awesome. Yeah. No, oh, very good. Uh, any challenges that you face when recording or? Mm. Yes, always. Always. So 100% of the time, yes. Okay, so I, I have a new laptop now, which is great. Uh, but before I, you know, I got my like first laptop when I was probably like, I don't know, 11 years old or so. And it was just this absolutely gigantic beefy like oh my god it was huge and it would it was one of those laptops where you open it up and it breathes at you when you turn it on you know what I mean yes perfect perfect. and so running you know cakewalk which is the 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 digital audio workspace that I use on a really really like a 10 year old laptop (laughs) it's just you know it doesn't really work and so I was also like for the first bit of when I was learning production and stuff I wasn't even using like a DAW like that. I was using Audacity (laughs) and I had like just a little like USB mic. I didn't have anything. Right. And so there were obviously those challenges, but I feel like they kind of, they kind of add to the, they kind of add to who I am as a musician. I think rough around the edges a bit. (laughs) All right. So we're in the home stretch at this point. How are you feeling? I think I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Good. I'd like to play another song of yours. So this is let the credits and the good times roll.
Welcome back. That was Can't Stop from Misconduct. Okay, up next, it is time for our lightning round. The rules of this are as follows. I have a stack of KW-related questions, and Amanda, you have one minute to answer as many of them as you can. Are you ready? I am so ready. All right. Let's start the clock. Oh, God. What's your favorite cafe in KW? Favorite cafe? Um... Oh no, um, what's, I'm blanking on the name. Can I say Tim Hortons or are you going to sue me for that? <laughs> Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. <laughs> if Otis and Ophelia, the swans who live in Willow River Park, have uh, another baby, what should it be called? Um, not Canadian Goose. Canadian Goose Antithesis. Sorry. <laughs> Finish this sentence. People mostly know KW for its tech industry, but it should be known for... It's various other problems. Which <laughs> <also>. <laughs> Uptown Waterloo or Downtown Kitchener? Uptown Waterloo. I'm sorry, Ooh, Take that, Kitchener. Underrated restaurant in KW. Ooh, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, probably, oh, there's this place right by Laurier. I'm blanking on the name, but it's like just in like the basement of like some random, it's like some dude's house, honestly. And All right, there you just, go. Like, if you're in the basement of some random dude's house, go that's, to that restaurant. That's where it's at. Okay. If you could make a music video anywhere in KW, where are you making it? I would make it in probably one of the random back alleyways that have really cool graffiti. Awesome. Farmer's Markets, St. Jacob's or Kitchener? St. Jacob's. All right. Very well done, Amanda. And that brings us to the end of our lightning round. Well, I think it's almost time for us to wrap up this episode of Local Music Live for October 18th. My name is still Jordan Fricker, and thanks so much to everyone across Waterloo Region and around the world for tuning into MidtownRadio.ca and spending your evening with me. A massive thank you as well to Amanda Braun for joining the program to share songs and stories. And before you go, Amanda, can you tell our listeners where they can connect with you online? Absolutely. Okay, so I am on Instagram. I am at Amanda Braum Music. That's B-R-A-A-M. Very fun last name, I know. And then we've got, uh, I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music, all those good places, YouTube Music, Amazon, all that stuff. And I am Amanda Braum there as well. So you can reach out to me on all those places. I'm up on SoundCloud. I'm posting a bunch of new demos there. There all the time so look out for that i am amanda brahm there as well awesome this week's local music live has been written and produced by me jordan fricker with production and technical support by matthew rappold we're broadcasting both locally and across the globe at midtownradio.ca now don't you dare turn that dial because up now up now there is more new local music for you to enjoy to close us off we have a couple more fantastic local tracks first we have noah stoley with david followed by adult recreation center and then if we have time alexander boudreau broadcasting live from uptown waterloo my name is now garlou fletcher and you have yourselves a wonderful tuesday night david fell down in a cemetery town how did he get there Hotels have good reviews for the price. And I wanted his autograph, now he's wanted off the path. Like Ozymandias, we know in our bones we can live forever if we try. Stay
Of my history. 
Back on Second Street, where all of us would always meet. But 